0: No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible.
1: Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we return to the book of 2 Chronicles. We see that when King Rehoboam of Judah forsakes God's law, God allows Egypt to attack, but Rehoboam's response is surprising. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 12 on Simply the Bible.
0: I am coming to my 60th birthday. I know, it's hard to believe. In my six decades, my wife and I have been able to raise our two children. And now each of them has two children. I realize how quickly those formative years flew by. This highlights the importance of us giving ourselves to raise our children in the Lord while they are under our roofs and still impressionable. We are blessed by God's grace that both of our children love and serve the Lord. Now, King Solomon began well, but he allowed his love of women to draw his heart away from obeying the Lord. In his later years, he forsook the Lord and even worshiped the false gods of his foreign wives. His son, Rehoboam, was the son of an Ammonite woman. He did not have the upbringing in the Lord that he could have had if Solomon had married a believer in Yahweh. Now Solomon had died and Rehoboam was king. We continue today in Second Chronicles chapter 12. Now it came to pass when Rehoboam had established the kingdom, And had strengthened himself that he forsook the law of the Lord, and all Israel along with him. And it happened in the fifth year of King Rehoboam that Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem because they had transgressed against the Lord, with twelve hundred chariots, sixty thousand horsemen, and people without number who came with him out of Egypt the Lubim and Succuim and the Ethiopians and he took the fortified cities of Judah and came to Jerusalem. King Rehoboam was in his glory days. In the first four years of his reign, the kingdom was established. The priests and the Levites even defected from the northern kingdom of Israel to join him because the temple and its worship were in Jerusalem, and they wanted to be there. Rehoboam strengthened himself by fortifying cities, but in the time of his strength, Rehoboam forsook the law of the Lord. He transgressed against God. And of course, all sin is ultimately against God. We are told in 1 Kings 14 that through the disobedience of Judah, the Lord was provoked to jealousy. Rehoboam allowed the people to sacrifice to pagan deities in the high places and under every green tree. He even allowed male shrine prostitutes in the land. When you're on top of your game, that is the most dangerous time. There is the temptation to self-reliance. We start thinking that we have something to do with our success, not realizing that it is only by relying on the Lord that we even have success. That's when we are likely to compromise and start adopting the ways of the world. As Rehoboam forsook the Lord, so did the entire nation. So God raised up Shishak, the king of Egypt. It is interesting that when Jeroboam fled to Egypt to escape from Solomon, that he went to Shishak to find refuge in the king of Egypt. No doubt he told Shishak about the many treasures that Solomon had acquired. About five years after Jeroboam returned to Israel, Shishak invaded the land. Archaeological evidence in Thebes confirms this military campaign. It indicates that Shishak's primary purpose was for plunder. And he first directed his attack against Jeroboam, his former protege. So much for loyalty. Then he went south against Judah. He took a total of 156 cities in Israel and Judah. Egypt was called a splintered reed in the scripture. And it seems whenever God's people leaned on her, it only brought pain and disappointment. Egypt is a picture of this world. And whenever we lean on the world, it only pierces our flesh and disappoints. The world and love for it will chew you up and spit you out. And it will separate you from God. Verse 5, Then Shemiah, The prophet came to Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah who were gathered together in Jerusalem because of Shishak and said to them, Thus says the Lord, You have forsaken me, and therefore I also have left you in the hand of Shishak. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves, and they said, The Lord is righteous. Often when the kings of Judah or Israel would turn away from the Lord, He would raise up prophets to turn them back to loving and fearing Him. There is the theme throughout Scripture that if we will love God and keep His commandments, then He will protect, bless, and honor us. But if we forsake Him, then He will forsake us. Shemaiah told Rehoboam, Because you have forsaken the Lord, He has left you in the hand of Shishak." In other words, He won't deliver you from the Egyptians. So the leaders of Israel and the king humbled themselves and said, The Lord is righteous. Now, this was really the best response. They could have looked for someone else to blame. Instead, they humbled themselves. May I suggest that this is always the best response when we are being chastened by God? After Solomon built the temple, he said a prayer of dedication, and later the Lord answered him, saying, that if the people disobeyed and he brought drought or pestilence against the land as a result, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and heal their land. Notice that the first step on the path to restoration and healing was that they humble themselves. Now for King Rehoboam and the leaders of Israel, when they heard the prophet's rebuke, they did humble themselves and they confessed that the Lord is righteous. They knew that God was right and that they were getting what they deserved. Because they had forsaken the Lord, the Lord was allowing the king of Egypt to defeat them. My friend, may I say that if you have come under God's hand of chastening for your sins, that you can humble yourself right now, right today, right where you are. And if you will confess that God is righteous in the circumstances you are facing now, and you will humble yourself and confess your faults, then it won't be long until you receive God's grace and comfort. We serve a gracious and forgiving God. Now, when the Lord saw that they humbled themselves... The word of the Lord came to Shemaiah, saying, They have humbled themselves, therefore I will not destroy them, but I will grant them some deliverance. My wrath shall not be poured out on Jerusalem by the hand of Shishak. Nevertheless, they will be his servants, that they may distinguish my service from the service of the kingdoms of the nations. Humbling ourselves beneath the mighty hand of God has a nearly magical effect at turning any situation around and why is that it is because god is merciful you see he doesn't want to hurt you he wants to help you he resists the proud but freely gives grace to the humble he simply waits for people to turn so that they may live because rehoboam and the leaders humbled themselves god would relent from destroying them however they would suffer to some degree under the hand of King Shishak. They didn't want to serve the Lord, so now they would experience serving a Gentile king. Shishak would take much plunder, and then they would continue to pay taxes to him. So Shishak, king of Egypt, came up against Jerusalem and took away the treasures of the house of the Lord and the treasures of the king's house. He took everything. He also carried away the gold shields, which Solomon had made. Then King Rehoboam made bronze shields in their place and committed them to the hands of the captains of the guard who guarded the doorway of the king's house. And whenever the king entered the house of the Lord, the guard would go and bring them out. Then they would take them back into the guard room. When he humbled himself, the wrath of the Lord turned from him so as not to destroy him completely. And things also went well in Judah. Now keep in mind, Rehoboam grew up in a very wealthy household. His father Solomon lived a very lavish life and had made these golden shields. And probably Rehoboam had just sort of taken it all for granted. That can happen in an atmosphere of affluence. And you begin to become apathetic, thinking that nobody could ever change the situation or take away your wealth. Well, that was not the case. He let his guard down. He forsook the Lord. And now he saw that it could all be taken away. Now, what did he do? He replaced the golden shields with bronze shields. And to me, this just speaks of the fact that when we sin, the gifts that God has given to us, are taken away and we can try to replace them but the imitations that we replace are just cheap imitations i mean you think about the gifts god gives to you the gifts that he gives you to serve him to help others the gifts of your family and suddenly because of sin those things can be put aside and people will try to manufacture their own sort of gifts but it's never the same and this was the case with rehoboam bronze shield's Instead of gold shields. But because he humbled himself, the wrath of the Lord turned away from him, and things also went well in Judah. You see, as goes the leader, so goes the nation. And we hope that he continued in that path. Thus King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. Now, Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem. The city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Naamah an Ammonitus. And he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. The acts of Rehoboam, first and last, are they not written in the book of Shemaiah the prophet and of Iddo the seer concerning genealogies? And there were wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam all their days. So Rehoboam rested with his fathers and was buried in the city of David. Then Abijah, his son, reigned in his place. Solomon, Rehoboam's father, contrary to the law of God, married many foreign women, including Naamah, Rehoboam's mother. She was an Ammonite, and the Ammonites had their own gods, including their national deity, Milcom. We're told that Solomon went after Milcom, the abomination of the Ammonites. Therefore, Rehoboam did not have the influence of a godly mother. We cannot underestimate the importance of a godly mother who trains her children up in the way of the Lord. I was blessed to have a mother who always took me to church and taught me that Jesus was real and that we needed to trust in Him to be our Lord and Savior. And my grandmother was highly influential in my life of faith. Now, it says that King Rehoboam did evil because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. May I say that this is the most important thing we can do if we are parents or grandparents to invest in our children, or grandchildren, to help them prepare their hearts to seek God. I mean, we're concerned about their education and perhaps sports and music or whatever and these things are good but are we preparing their hearts to want to seek god that's the most important thing that will bring life and blessing into their lives for now and eternity
1: you've been listening to simply the bible the through the bible teaching program of pastor daryl zachman of calvary chapel treasure valley for more information about our church please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at daryl at calvarytv.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L at calvarytv.org. Tomorrow we will see where Abijah of Judah goes to war against Jeroboam of Israel. When Jeroboam sets an ambush, Abijah cries out to the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.